Hello, I'm Dave Watts, and this is the Redundancy Podcast. The purpose of the podcast is to share the challenges of finding and keeping a job as an older worker. Today, I'm joined by Joanne Tombrakos, talking to me from Jersey City in the States. Joanne? I was just going to interrupt you already, Dave, which is like my part of my thing, but I, tech, I always still call myself a New Yorker because I'm born and raised and I'm only four minutes under the Hudson River by way of public transportation. <laughs> Let me correct that. Talking to me from New York City in the States, Joanne is a digital first marketing strategist, personal branding expert, and an assistant professor at New York University, where she teaches digital marketing and social media branding. But above all, Joanne describes herself as a storyteller, and we'll come back to that in just a moment. We're going to talk about developing your own personal brand. And Joanne, thank you for joining me today. It's a pleasure to be here. I, this is the miracle of technology that you could be on one side of the pond, so to speak, and I on the other, and we can um, still chat with each other and see each other, at, you know, actually, be, even though this is not, you, no one else can see us. No, this is wonderful. I'm in Little Stratford-upon-Avon and you're in enormous New York. But before we talk about brands, tell me a little bit more about the storytelling aspect of your life. Sure. And I will try and keep it as, as short as possible, but there tends to be no short stories with me. But storytelling is, is something that I became enthralled with as a kid. My father was the ultimate storyteller. I have a Greek heritage, so it's all about stories. But what I've noticed in my professional career is that storytelling has been at the essence of everything that I've done. When I was still in the corporate world and I was on the sales end of marketing and advertising, really presenting to me was telling a story. When I teach, using storytelling to incorporate that into, into what I do is to me is part of teaching. And then of course there's actual storytelling where you're actually writing writing a story. And it's really what engages us the most. It's if we are too didactic in our presentations, I people tend to fall asleep and it's what engages us. It's what makes us more human. So I don't know if that answers your question or not. So feel free to ask me more. No, it does. I, I was just fascinated by the statement on your website, storytelling, because I guess that's essentially what we're doing in even in the podcast. Absolutely. Trying to have a beginning and a middle and an end rather than a beginning and a muddle and end. But the, to talk about stories that bring these things alive. So on to the main part of the podcast today. What is a brand and what is the difference between that and a personal brand? Okay, so um, everyone has different definitions of what a brand is. I always, when I'm teaching, I always tell my students that if you talk to five different marketers and ask them for a definition of anything, you're going to get five different answers. But um, one of the things that I think is the most true for brands is that they really are an experience. It's that feeling that a, a brand gives to us. And in answer to your question, is there a difference between a brand as we know it when we're picking up a product or we're buying a service and a personal brand, the only real difference is, is that one of those three is actually really a human being because all of the same principles that we apply to marketing and branding for our products and services are easily adaptable to us as personal brands, especially in today's, what I like to say is a digital first world, not digital only, but digital first. <laughs> yes. I've, if you're going to ask me for my, well, you didn't ask me for my definition of a brand, but here's my definition of definition of a brand it's a shortcut to a buying decision i don't know how that fits in but when we come back to this this personal brand aspect why would anyone want or need one and does this apply to older workers with a much more established track record of 
jobs and achievements and all of those sort of elements? Well, well, just to start with that, one of the things that I tell everyone when we talk about this is that it's not a question of wanting or needing. You already have a personal brand. It's the question is whether or not you've been paying any attention to it. Because again, it's that experience. Now, I think when people hear the word personal brand, it sounds very contrived and I have to be a certain way or there's a certain way to, to do this. But your personal brand really is, it's a compilation of your brand experience, of your work experience, excuse me. It's a compilation of your education. It's also those other parts of you that make up who you are in terms of your personal interests and your own life experiences. So they all come into play. And in, in terms of the older worker, they have one already. They may not have paid attention to it in the same way. You know, I, I am an older person. Um, and I always tell people when I started, we didn't call it personal branding. We called it building a reputation. You know, these are, there were things that you just did to build your reputation so that you had made a name for yourself in whatever industry you were in. And you did things, even something as an example would be something like networking, which seems to be something that people find horrendous these days, but it's to me, networking is making friends and, and keeping yourself connected. And now we have that ability to do that in the digital space as well. So I, I might've gotten a little bit away from your, from your question there, which is something I tend to do, but usually I can figure out my way back it, is that again, it's not a question of need. It's a question you, you have one already. And what do you want to do with it? Do you want to pay attention to it? You know, in today's world, the first touch point that someone may have, whether we are a product or a service or a human may very well be what happens when someone Googles our name, someone looks for us on LinkedIn. So how are we showing up and how does that mesh with who we are and how we, how we present ourselves and where we want to go? You know, what is our next steps, no matter whether you're starting out in your career or whether you're into the back nine, as a friend of mine likes to, likes to refer to it, um, where, you know, where do you want to go and how is this all, how is this showing up? Because again, that is the first touch point, which I think is why it's even more critical to pay attention to it in today's world, because I have a, you know, if you don't tell your story, someone else is going to tell it for you. I heard that one early on in my career in these, in today's world, if you don't tell your story, Google's going to tell it for you based on what's showing up on that search. Yes, I spoke to someone last year who was in their mid-50s, and I think they very much picked on that point about reputation. And I sort of paraphrase what he said is, why do I need a brand? People know who I am. They know what I've done. I don't need to do anything else. I, I don't need to do anything else and present my CV or resume. And at that point, the conversation more or less petered out because he wandered off with his reputation between his hands. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think he's working still either. But the point is, this this brand is more encompassing than just a curriculum vitae and a resume, isn't it? It's much broader, I think, what you're describing. Absolutely. And even in, you know, it, it, you, to go to that, this the whole CV thing, which is still important. But in you know, we're living in a world now, if you're looking for a job and you actually apply online and upload that CV into a digital portal, you don't know what's going to come out because they're just looking for search words. They're not necessarily looking for Dave Watts or, you know, even putting in a, a, a human aspect to it. So this other part of how you, you build your brand and, and continue to keep yourself fresh and alive out there is not going to happen just by having a really great resume. Although you still need that because HR needs that stuff. It does. 
when it comes to resumes, there's a certain amount of embellishment that goes on, I think we'll all admit. But how authentic does your brand therefore need to be? Now, dating apps, I'm told, for example, appear to have a reputation for not always representing accurately the person you think might be chatting to or end up meeting. So is it the same with your LinkedIn profile? I have to admit I'm an atheist when it comes to LinkedIn. I just don't see the point of it myself. But let's go back to that. Does it? How accurate, how authentic does your brand need to be? Well, it, how authentic are you? You can create a brand and you can be exactly who you want to be, to get whatever position. Again, you know, my corporate career was on the sales ends of things and I knew how to do that. I knew how to get a job. I knew how to be whatever I needed to be in front of someone in order to convince them that whatever I was selling was, was valid. Um, and that may or may not be authentic at times, but the more authentic and real you are, especially in today's world, because I think the barometer for, you know, we, we have a, we're able to spot inauthenticity a lot easier because again, just as you said, your CV can be embellished. So can your online profile. Now people do things with filters on their photos where they don't even look like the same person anymore. They can say that there's one thing and then the person who walks in the door is something else. The dating app is a great example, which is something I've used with my students. It's like when we talk about this idea of brands should be seamless online and offline is is that whole thing is if you present yourself as one person and then something somebody else walks in who's not recognizable, what's the point? And I also think we're at just a place in the world now where we're, and also the pandemic I think has added a lot to that, is that we're remembering that human connection is really what's most important. The, the technology, and these are just tools in which to help us connect in different ways. But we're looking for that, that honest connection. And again, I think that the threshold we can pick up in authenticity a lot quicker. And that's not going to get us anywhere in our careers if, if, if we're not in that respect. And there's one thing I did want to go back to, though, on what you said earlier about brands not want people, human, older people not wanting to pay attention to, to their personal brand or thinking that it's something that they just don't need anymore. And if you actually look at business brands, the ones that have the most longevity are the ones that have remained relevant and they've been agile to changing times. So you look at a brand like Nike and you see even with their just do it slogan, which literally started over 30 years ago, how they have continued to build upon that. But it's not the same version of it that it was when it first started because times have changed and they need to remain relevant. Otherwise, they would become obsolete. You know, take something like a MySpace, which was the leader at the beginning of social networks. And they said, you know what, I, I don't need to do anything. Everyone's here. Everyone knows we're here. I think they're still around because I keep looking, but who talks about them? Nobody's there. You know, they're they're an empty ballroom someplace. I think you made a really important point there about developing connections in different ways. And that hadn't occurred to me before. And the bit about relevant and agile as well. So what then does our personal brand need to encompass? And how do you maintain it? How, how often should you update it, its frequency? And is it incremental or do you just go for major changes every so often? Well, I think there's two things. I think that, first of all, you have to start with your story. You know, I, I wrote a book called Getting Your Personal Brands, Getting Your Personal Brand Story Straight to help people because that's the core of it. Any good brand has to have a story in terms of what their message is. You know, what is that 
that message that you that you're going to put out there. And those are tough questions. Who are you? What do you do? And why do you do it? These are it, there's a little bit of introspection that goes into play. And while I will maintain that we're always essentially the same person over time in our careers, we are evolutions of that person. So it's going to change depending on where you are. And when I left corporate, I wasn't going to present myself out there as the person that I was before, although all of that experience comes into play in what I do today. There was going to be a little bit of a, okay, where am I going now? Where do I need to be? How do I expand my networks? So you have to start there and you do need a digital profile. I mean, for most people, if you do nothing else online, even though you have kept yourself away from it, LinkedIn is the place that I suggest if you want to continue your career because people go there. They want to see who you are. And and not having an online profile in today's world makes people skeptical. If you find nothing, there is something like, well, was that what that person said to me actually true? You know, who are they connected with? You can find these different things that can, again, help to, to broaden it. And in terms of how much time and effort, that depends on what you want to do. If you want to become an influencer, you're going to spend a lot more time working on what this looks like and using your digital tools so that you can expand your offline networks. You know, I tell my students, the ones who are graduating, okay, right now, you need to spend a lot of time on this. Once you get a job, then you still need to spend time on it. it. It goes back to that networking. Did you never network when you were out there in the corporate world? Or it would, if, even in a non-corporate world, of course, you, you, know, you were always looking to make those connections because you don't know how people can help you down the road. That's how people get jobs in the end. And it's still how most jobs get, people still get jobs. It's like, who, who, who can introduce me to pull me out of this pile of paper? Otherwise you get lost and it's noisy out there. And there's a lot more, again, we go back to this, but there's a lot more di- digital tools that are being used to siphon through job applications. They have no concept of what that person, any of the soft skills that person actually brings to the table, which I will maintain are still the most important. You can learn the hard skills that you don't know. It's very hard to learn those soft skills that are so important in terms of human interaction. Yes, perhaps I should declare I'm probably an agnostic with LinkedIn rather than atheist, I think. And I still, like most millions and millions of other people, use it anyway. So you have your brand, you develop it, you've gone through this period of introspection, you've decided what to include or not include. How do you use it? Is it a tactical element or is it a strategic element? It's much more strategic. I guess the, I guess the analogy that I can think of right now is, again, going back to business brands, you know, you, you have this brand and we know what it is. And now how do we get this message out there? So to speak, you're obviously always looking to refine maybe who you are. Maybe you're going to pick up a new job skill, things like that. You're going to to take another course and you're going to add on to it. But I think you, you have to start again from that place of, I need to have a, I need to have a spot online that I'm creating my profile. And again, I'll go with LinkedIn. And I do believe that once you are forced to put those words around things, it's a whole lot easier when you go offline. So that if somebody meets you or somebody is looking for someone like you, there is some some place that gives that experience. And that's what digital tools can do. Digital tools can create an experience of what any brand is when you go to someone's website or going, not everyone's going to have a website when it comes to their own personal brands, or you go to a LinkedIn profile, what kind of a feeling am I getting? Are you, what kind of information are you sharing amongst your group of people? 
if you want to be an influencer, you're going to maybe write a blog or have a podcast. You know, I, I have met so many people from the blogs that I started doing, writing early, which I can't believe it was 2008 that I started blogging. Now it's like a lifetime ago. And, you know, now I have a podcast as well, which is marketing mindfulness and martinis like yourself. And people can hear who I am. That's part of my brand building. And they can get a sense of how I am different from other people who do what I do. And maybe that's the type, maybe I'm the type of person that they want to work with, or maybe I'm not. And you can gauge a lot by these other aspects that we're able to, again, share because of technology, which we weren't able to do that. It was always in person when I started, which works too. <laughs> once, once, once we're allowed to be in a room without a mask on our face and, you know, that type of stuff. But <laughs> That brands. I know I I was getting used to it now I'm like I don't know what's going on right now but hold tight I've totally forgotten what that's like how consistent then do you have to be with this brand or perhaps I should rephrase that the major brands the Apples the IBMs the Ford Motor Companies whoever the BMWs are very very careful about their brands and how it can be used and how it can be deployed what about our personal brand do we take the same amount of care or can we be a little bit more flexible with it? I think you can be flexible. And again, I think that depends on where you are in your career. I mean, you will see, um, even at, at a very high level, you will see high level executives and CEOs that are using their own personal brands to advance the brands that they work for by putting it, because that's another way to bring that human aspect into it. You've got generations that are coming up that are concerned with not just what the product or service is, but how people do business. And that's another way of making it seem more real and more authentic. And again, it really depends on what your ultimate goals are. If you just create a digital profile and let it sit and get dusty on a shelf, it's kind of what happens before we had the digital profiles. If we're not really paying attention to advancing our careers and Again, whether it's learning new information or whether, and you can do this, that's also another way to network online, but whether it's learning new information or, or um, expanding your networks, you're going to get dusty. You know, when I left corporate, I, one of the things I realized was that my entire network base was in the area of people who were in radio and television. And I didn't really know people in anything else. And that was one of the things that was like, wow, you know, you, I got a little sleepy, <laughs> I was very good. I networked internally. I certainly had built networks over the years externally, but that was no longer the specific area I wanted to be in. And if I wanted to be in a different area, I had to start networking in those areas. So we can all get a little sleepy at it, but I think that the more consistent we are, and you just kind of set it up. Maybe it's once a week that you're you're showing up on a LinkedIn and you're checking to see what things are going, what things are going on there. But you know, my the way we use social media in today's world. My feeling is if you can spend however many hours that you're spending scrolling an Instagram or a TikTok, you can certainly take 20 minutes out of your day to go to a business network site and see what's there, see what the people that you are connected with are doing now. You know, it's another way to stay in touch with people. And it, that's all part of your brand building. It's all part of, of, who, of who you are. Just those little nice things like, oh, congratulations on your new job. I don't know what that's going to mean for any of us down the road in terms of you, that person and I together. But for me, that's part of what my brand is. I like to cheer people on when they are 
moving ahead. So that's an easy way to, to, to keep that thing going. There was a movie years ago, which maybe some of your listeners know, a lot of my students don't know this movie anymore. It was called Field of Dreams. And there was a line, it was a wonderful movie with Kevin Costner. And there's that line in there about if you build it, they will come. And yeah, you know, that's true, but they're not going to come if they don't know you're there. And we're in a noisy world where everyone has forgotten that a lot of these tools, especially in the area of social media, is not just about talking, it's about listening. But how how do how do people know know where I am? So it's another it's another aspect of it in terms of brand building. Yeah, that level of discoverability, I guess. Do you have one piece of overarching advice then for anybody thinking about developing their personal brand? Start with getting your story straight. Start with saying, okay, who am I right now? And take some time to do it. Again, that's a hawk my book right now, but that's one of the reasons that I created that workbook because it's not easy. It's not easy at all. In fact, I went through it recently again myself and I'm like, oh gosh, who came up with these questions? It's like, oh, that was you. Because you... (laughs) Once you're, you know, like, like any great brand, once you're clear on who you are, right. And, and where you are right then and there in, in, in terms of your career. And that's going to be different for everybody. I'm um, certainly in terms of this podcast, you're going to have a lot of older workers. So, you know, where are you now and how has what happened in the past going to help to your building on your brand now, you're not throwing all that in the trash can, but, but you need to take a look at that. So, okay, well, where am I now? And can I say it in a sentence? I don't like to use the word elevator pitch, but because who talks to anyone in an elevator anymore? Everyone's got their heads down in their phones and, and their mask on. <laughs> and they've got mask and they've had masks on, exactly. But there, the the part of that that I think is important that is that we can say it in a sentence that means something. Thank you. And for you, what's next for you? And how can you be contacted? Thank you. Um, what's next for me? Um, that's a great question. I will continue with my podcast, which people can find on Spotify and uh, iTunes. And I'm sure there's some other places that have picked it up. It's marketing, mindfulness, and martinis. And I'm, I'm going to interrupt you now as well, because it's a laugh out loud podcast. I know you're just funny. <laughs> well, that's what I... I it, <laughs> It's funny because when I was creating it, it was one of my students who didn't like the titles I was coming up with and said to me, Professor, these titles are boring and you're so not boring. I'm glad, but, you know, because we have to have fun. I, I'm a big believer in no matter what you do, you have to find the fun in it, even when it's not fun. So I have my podcast. I'm actually working on a memoir, which I have been, we'll see what happens with that. And I will continue to teach because I love teaching. I love my graduate students. As someone said, they fill my tank and I will continue to do some consulting, but more workshops and consulting in the areas of um, helping people to get their story straight and, and strategize on your personal brand. Um, in a way that's comfortable and and authentic and human. I've got my own website. It's uh, joannetombrakis.com, J-O-A-N-N-E, and that's T-O-M-B-R-A-K-O-S.com. You can certainly reach out to me on LinkedIn. Just if you do that, please say where you found out about me, because if it's just a connection, I will ignore it. (laughs) I want to know how, how you got there. Joanne, it's been a huge pleasure talking to you today. Thank you very much for your time and for talking to me. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Thanks so much, Dave. Thank you for listening the whole way through. If you like the podcast, click on the subscribe button and listen to the advice from all my guests. I'll be back in a few weeks' time and my contact details follow next. You can make contact with me via my website, theredundancypodcast.com, which has a synopsis of this 
and all the podcast main points by emailing me at theredundancypodcast at gmail.com or via Twitter with the hashtag at redundancypcast.